the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 970 presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information. From the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest in real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all of your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. to Ion Real Estate. Of course, I'm not going to say it a million times, but we're the only show on talk radio that is all about real estate and all the millions of things that have to do with real estate. Uh, and with this pandemic, uh, actually, we all, none of us knew what was going to happen or could even imagine, but real estate led us out of the, led us through the pandemic, led us out of, leading us out of, hopefully out of the pandemic. And I've kind of done a lot of research on what we think the next couple of years, the next five years are going to be in real estate. And it looks like it's going to just keep on moving. So, you know, our number is 866-970-9622. We're a call-in show. So you can call us there. You can go on our Facebook page, which is Zion Real Estate, ask any questions, or you can stream us live. Um, my co-hosts are... Senior Vice President of Citizens Bank, Ace Wanasupop. Hi, Ace. Good morning, Dottie. Good morning, Stephen. Yeah, and I morning. got some. Yeah, and Ace got some questions to you because I'm wondering. Yeah. I'm leaving, gee, people are running out of time to refinance, so we have to hear about that. Yes, and they are. Gonna, yeah, so you got to tell us about that. And Stephen Ebert, who is specializes in real estate law, he's an attorney, uh, both residential and commercial, and he's a partner in Casson and Casson. And so I've got some questions for him because um, I'm reading about real estate taxes. Uh, they're negotiating to raise higher real estate taxes again. And we've got some big companies saying, listen, we don't want to leave New York, but if you push it too much higher, we're going. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. And um, then I'm really- Absolutely. It's a, bi- it's a big topic, getting that right balance between um, taxing, spending, services, and the right balance for, for the economy. So lots to talk about there. Lots. And then we have a special guest that you're not going to want to miss coming in after the 11 o'clock news. And uh, I met him out in the Hamptons uh, in the summer, and he's 37 years old, and he's listed as the number nine on Forbes' first ever list of cryptocurrency wealthiest people. Uh, Brock Pierce, chairman of Bitcoin Foundations. He's an entrepreneur, a venture capitalist, a crypto expert, a billionaire. And by the way, I don't remember the show, but I think Stephen does. He was a former child actor seen in Mighty Ducks and First Kid. You remember that show? Yeah, I, I remember seeing both those movies. And I, I think uh, in First Kid, I think um, he was the real star of the show. And 
uh, in the White House. And, you know, it looks like he, he went from, from Hollywood influencing, you know, politics over there to now uh, really doing it in real life. So yeah. exciting guest to have on. Wow. Yeah, he also ran on an independent ticket for president of the United States in 2020. And again, he's only 37. He loves real estate and he likes to purchase properties with historical value. Um, and he currently lives in San Juan in Puerto Rico. And in, uh, he, in 2019, he used more than $3 million in bitcoins as collateral to purchase a $1.2 million renovated chapel turned home in Amsterdam. Now, again, I'd love to talk. We're going to talk a little about the future of Bitcoins. Will they be used in real estate? Because currently they're not, you know, I, I guess here and there, but it's not really that mainstream. But I think it might be. Uh, and the wonderful thing about Brock, besides that he purchases schools, he gives back all his money. Doesn't keep it. Gives it all back to charities and things. At 37, he says he'll make it a couple of times more. So um, I'm, I'm excited to talk to him, um, and he'll be coming on on, on, the, uh, on the hour. So uh, a couple of things that are going on, okay. Oh, I'm, don't let me forget to thank Citizens Bank. Without them, we wouldn't be here. Thanks to Citizens Bank, which works with Douglas Elliman as a preferred lender. And uh, Citizens, of course, is the nation's oldest and largest financial institution. And we just thank them for their support. And they are the best. And I give them my endorsement since I use them for all of my things and my refinances. Okay. Now, um, a lot of things are going on. So I'm trying to think of where to start. Okay. Because I'm hearing so much. Well, first of all, Ace. I've been reading and reading and reading and, you know, I... And it says that if you didn't, they're saying that if you didn't get a refinance, if you don't refinance soon, you're out of luck. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to look at what I actually, it says, you know, that mortgage application activity was mixed and the 30 year fixed rate increased to its highest level. Now it's still low in my opinion, but since June, 2020, and it said that after reaching the high, recent high in the last week of January, the re refinance index has fallen 26% to its lowest level. And what, what they're saying that could happen, again, this could happen, but it doesn't mean it will happen. It says that the combination of rising mortgage rates and increasing home prices, because the demand for homes has not skipped a beat. And when I tell you not skipped a beat, it doesn't matter what state. I mean, it's not just the Northeast. It's all over. I, I told you the millennials are, are, are at the age of buying homes. People spend so much time in their homes, it became even more important to them. So they're thinking that, you know, if, so prices are going up. So if, if, if prices go up and mortgage rates go up, there could be an affordability. Uh, uh, you know, there, there could be some affordability. And it says basically that, you know, and Ace, you always say that at current average rate, you will pay principal and interest of $431.37 for every $100,000 you borrow. Now, that's an additional $2.18 per $100,000 compared to last week. Now, that sounds like nothing. But it is a lot over a period of time. So, 
people are saying if you don't do it now, you're just going to miss the boat. What is your thoughts on that? Yeah, Daddy. So I can tell you rates have gone up literally by half of a percent in the last three weeks, right? Um, which really, um, <clears throat> we saw rates that were below 3%. Now we're looking at rates at 3.5%. So most folks who have had an opportunity to refinance ha had refinanced, and most folks that were maybe, re and I'm sure folks have refinanced multiple times within the last couple of years. Now we've seen rock bottom, right? And right now the government, the Federal Reserve, we've been keeping rates artificially, artificially low. So for the folks that are listening, that are thinking that rates are going to stay this low for a very long period of time, there's only a short window of time now. With the economy recovering, with the second vaccination coming and, and, and people now doing more vaccinations, you're seeing New York City. I mean, I'm looking out the window right now, Dottie. There are, are hundreds of people outside my apartment building here. And because the weather is nice, everything's going to pick up again. Restaurants are at 50% capacity. We're thinking they will be at 100% by June. So everything's picking up. Everything's going back to normal. And Dottie, to your point, home prices have not gone down, right? If anything, it's gone up. So the only direction that rates are going is really going up. And what does that mean for all of our listeners? It means that they need to take advantage while they still can right now. Now, I have to preface that rates are still at an all-time low. So going from 3% to 3.5% to is still very low, but it all depends on what your mortgage rate is. And most of Americans right now, they're averaging right around 4% to 3.5%. So once rates go up to 4%, it's going to really eliminate a lot of folks that have had that opportunity to refinance in the low threes. So if you, if you do have a mortgage, if you have debt, look into your statements, call, call a banker, call Citizens Bank, call myself, you know, find out information and try to take advantage and, and, of all you and can. Ace, besides for, I know they can go to your webpage, okay? Um, but you want to give us a phone number or an email, you know? Yeah. And always go Because not everyone's on Facebook. So if you're not on Facebook, you can call us, of course. We Definitely. Or how else can they get you? Yeah, um, everyone can email me at ace.w at citizensbank.com. So that's ace.w at citizensbank.com. Now, Ace, I'm reading, it says about 7 million refinance candidates missed the forever rate vote, which, okay, I don't believe, but they're saying that if there's about 1.2 million people who still could save up to $745 a month if they oh. refinance. Oh, rates, I mean, rates were at 2.875, Dottie. Rates currently are at 3 3.375, 3.5%. There's still a huge window of opportunity for folks to capitalize on the low rates, but they're, they're going to have to act very quickly, swiftly. And, um, you know, I, they're predicting, and look, nobody has a crystal ball here, exactly. but, but everybody's predicting that there's only a short window of time, anywhere from four months to six months. So that's not a long time at all. So. I know, but that's, so, what, but that's why we're I'm, doing the show, letting letting everybody know. So, right, and we keep on saying it and saying it and saying it, and I don't like to be a broken record, but it doesn't cost you anything. It's free, so there's no money involved to just find out, to just make a quick call, or if it's better for you to go online and go to Citizens, however it's easiest for you, 
I mean, and I think what happens, I mean, it happens to me, it happens to all of us. I can tell you God knows how much money I lost by not taking the time to do the things for myself first. We all get busy. We have kids, we have families, we have jobs, okay? And sometimes we just don't take the time to do what's so important for us. And this could really make a difference in how much money you keep at the end of the year. And I always say, it's not what you make. Okay, if, if you spend it all, okay, and, and and if you can have a chance to save like three, five, three hundred, five hundred, two hundred dollars a month, that's a big amount of money. So I don't want you to miss the opportunity. And all you have to do is find out. And if it doesn't work for you or it's not enough savings, then don't do it. But it's free to make a call. There's no strings attached. We would never ever put anything on the show that had any strings attached to it. Just find out, you know, be informed. And I think really that's what Stephen and Ace and myself try to do. Just keep you informed of what's going on. Because, you know, I, and I think we could all tell you this. We, all of us complain. We'll complain about politics. We'll complain about what's going on with the city. We'll complain about this. But then I say to myself, well, how many of us were active? Were really involved in helping change? Or are we just sitting back? So, um, it's really a really smart thing to do, okay? You need to go and do it. Now, with that, I hear... And, and, and Dottie, I just want at yes. one point on, you know, we focus on rate in the refinance contract and context, but it's really important to keep that in mind on the purchase context. People right now are looking um, to purchase properties, and there is a little bit of movement, you know, in rates, and they need to be cognizant of that, and people who are going into contract as well need to be really aware uh, of this because they may have gotten a pre-approval, looked at rates a couple of weeks ago, and now they're looking at going into contract. And it's really important that they're talking to bankers and have a local banker who is very actively there for them and guiding them as they're in this tenuous point of, am I signing and what's my rate so they don't have any unpleasant surprises. And, and that's really important. Have a, have a loan officer that you know that's really there with you day to day until you have your locked in in your rates so you know your economics for your purchase is going to be. Okay. Now, like I always like to tell you, you, know, you follow the smart people, but, you know, I keep on telling you New York is coming back. Well, just let me give you an example. Manhattan's luxury market continues a seven-week contract streak. There were 41 contracts in Manhattan worth $4 million or more, and they were signed last week. The week saw 41 deals inked up from 38% the week before on contracts signed. And these are contracts over $4 million. So these are people that really believe in New York. Uh, it marked the seventh consecutive week in which more than 30 deals went into contract. The longest since we've been doing these reports in 2006. And the strong demand from buyers has been a consistent trend since the start of 2021. You go figure. It's the best start to spring we ever had. And I know all the agents of Douglas Elmer are so busy. Um, so the top contract la this last week, now listen to this, the top contract last week was a Greenwich Village townhouse with a large garden and a rooftop terrace. And I remember I tell you outdoor space is so valuable today. And it, the ask was $22.5 million. A five-bedroom home at 19 West 12th Street 
was enlisted in February 2016, asking 34 million, actually 35. The seller bought the property for 13, so don't feel bad for him, okay? <laughs> but he just sold it, okay? Uh, and he made millions. And the second most expensive deal was a six-story townhouse on the Upper East Side, and this was on 11 East 93rd Street, listed in September 16.5, and um, went to contract. It's got an elevator, it's got a rooftop terrace. And so of the 41 contracts, uh, 28 were condos, eight were co-ops, and five were townhouses. So uh, I can add, you know, uh, Stephen and Ace can tell you, and all the agents of, of all the real estate companies are busy, busy, busy. It's crazy. It's really crazy. Uh, February was better than December and January combined. So, and the prime driver of is is that sellers have just asked. Sellers have come to reason, and look, New York is still one of the most expensive cities in the country, but it's because it's come down from where it was, which it was really a little bit too high. And it's and people can trade up now. And you're going to see, and just my opinion, everyone asks me, what do you see in five years in New York City? I see a younger, more balanced New York because it's giving younger people an opportunity to come in and rent uh, where they were priced out of the market before. And uh, so they had to go, well, that's how Brooklyn became Brooklyn. And Brooklyn's not uh, is not far behind with the demand. They're crazy. So this looks like it's going to keep up. So I don't want to tell you. I think that going back to Ace, what Ace says, and again, we don't have crystal balls, but if you look at the trends and you look at the millennials who are all, that's the largest buying population. And you look at the demand for housing because they're having families and the pandemic only made people realize how important your home is, whether it's a, whatever your home is, whether it's a studio apartment, whether it's a big home, your home is your castle. And, you know, all of us, I guess the three of us were around after 9-11. And, um, of course, the city came back. It took a while. But I remember begging my daughter, who was in the city at the time, and I said, please leave, leave. You know, I'm afraid they're, second, they're tech, you know, expecting a second terrorist. And she said, I'm not leaving this city. I love it. And so uh, you're going to just, you're gonna, you have a, a one-time opportunity with mortgages, but I really think you have an opportunity if you are somebody who wants to live in the city or you are somebody that has something in the city and might want to trade up. I think it's a very good time. And the interest rates are still low enough to really take advantage of that. Got it. I, I, I can tell you, our listeners are listening. I just got an email from Karen D'Amico, and I will be calling her right after the show. So she's asking if she um, she's able to refine it. So it's, uh, it's great to see that our listeners are, are definitely Yes, listening. and again, really, this is... Information is, 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 is so much of it today. And it's so hard for us to keep up with it all. So what I do is, you know, I go to the experts. I know, you know, nobody knows everything. And that's why we do this, because there's so much opportunity. Now, I understand we're going to legalize cannabis. I'm going to-
think about that? I think I, well, I think it's a long time coming. I mean, other states have already uh, right. been legal, and uh, we always knew that it was going to come. Um, I yeah. don't know what Stephen was going to say, but uh, it's almost you know it, it's almost the norm now. It's almost like we're. It, it, I I believe I truly believe, you know, it's going to be this generation's recreational, just like how we. We um, we drink at the bars. Um, you know, cannabis is just going to be another, another, uh, another recreational. Um, you know, uh, I guess option that that right. utilize. That's all. Well, yeah. Andrew Cuomo came to an agreement with the state to uh, make the substance legal for recreational use because um, I believe I don't know about New York, but I know it's in some states it's for medicinal medicinal. It's, it's already okay. And I remember when I was in Aspen, and this was a crazy story. So I had this premonition that the plane, there's a, you take a prop plane from Aspen, Aspen to Colorado. It's like a little prop plane. And if the wind isn't in the right direction or the right speed, like it's, it's a bad seat. You can't take it. So I, was, I had this premonition it was going to crash. So I said, no, I'm taking a car service. So I took a car service all the way to Colorado. Chances are your home financing questions won't end when this show does. So the next time you have a question about home loans, ask the lending experts at Citizens Bank. They can help you every step of the way during the home buying process, starting with getting a pre-approval before you start shopping for a new home. Call 212-857-6668, 212-857-6668, and ask a citizen. Mortgages are offered and originated by Citizens Bank N.A., NMLS number 433960, Equal Housing Lender. Your business is ready for a reboot, a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. Adapting to the changes hasn't been easy, but never more important to succeed. Many of the digital resources available have helped overcome obstacles your business is facing. But are you using the full potential of every one of them? That's where Salem Surround can help. Your business needs to use digital tools more than ever to stay in touch with customers, making buying decisions right now and for the future. Will they consider or even know about you? The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We'll design a plan that targets and surrounds customers with proven marketing strategies. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your marketing plan and see how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundnewyork.com. Surroundnewyork.com. Connecting you with new customers. Does learning a language feel like this? No habla espanol. Hablo. It's hablo? Yes. It's hablo. <laughs> Bom dia. Like, good, good day, good morning, I think. I can say, je m'appelle David, but that's probably it. When you learn a language, you want to actually use it. Babbel is designed with that goal in mind. This year is my year to get fluent in Spanish, and Babbel is definitely going to help me do that. The app is so easy to use, and it's so practical. It helps you learn things that you will actually need. Since my husband is from Guatemala, I'll apply what I've learned in Babbel to 
our real life situations. I've tried other language learning apps and nothing really stuck. Babbel's been a complete game changer for me. Hoy es miércoles y el clima está muy bueno afuera. Estoy con fome. El no tome café de mañana. Je suis des Etats-Unis et du viens tu. Babbel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. Just go to Babbel.com and start learning a new language today. That's Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Are you tired of exposing your retirement to stock market risk? How would you like to participate in stock market gains but never stock market losses? Join us for the Safe Money Radio Show Saturday afternoon at 3. You can also call now for your complimentary customized Safe Money Information Kit and 115-page Safe Money Book at 844-751-SAFE. That's 844-751-SAFE. 844-751-7233. The Safe Money Radio Show, Sunday afternoon at 3 on AM 970, The Answer. Take AM 970 The Answer anywhere you go with our mobile app. Get in on iTunes, Google Play, or listen on TuneIn, iHeart, Alexa, or Radio.com. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com. Call 800-500-8384. Relieffactor.com. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back. You're listening to I on Real Estate. I'm here with Ace, Stephen, myself. Um, you can call us in at 866-972-9622. Uh, I just want to finish up. I know we have questions, but I just want to finish up on this cannabis thing that the government has agreed to go along with, which really was happening in the making for a long time. The deal isn't going to include taxing sales at 13%. So, and that's going to be a revenue split between the state and local governments, according to Bloomberg. And for New York City, it's hurting. Okay, that could be a help. Plus, they feel that they're going to help retail because you can set up little stores that are like retail stores where you can sell it. Um, this could infuse $4.6 billion into the state's economy in 2023 with New York pouring an estimated $336 million in retail tax revenues in the budget. So that's a big deal. And we always thought it was going to get passed. Um, but, you know, we really need to pass it, you know, now with the money. And there's a lot of states already passed. The recreational industry, this industry nationwide, by the way, if you don't know, is set to reach up to $15.9 billion. Okay. 
uh, with more states legalizing the substance, including new, neighboring New Jersey. And uh, I don't know about Connecticut. I have to find out. But that's going to happen supposedly January. So the done deal. Now, we have some callers. Uh, uh, we have Victor. Well, wait, before Victor, I have Pauline in Queens. Um, good morning, Pauline. How are you? Thanks for calling us. We're glad to hear Happy from you. Happy Passover. Can Thank you hear me? You. I celebrate both. Oh, I didn't know. I thought you only celebrated. I didn't know. I have no idea. Okay. I just assumed from your yeah, last name. But the happy Passover or, you know, a, a pre-Easter, whatever. Uh, well, mm -hmm. so my family's all mixed. We celebrate every holiday, so it doesn't matter. Anyhow, that's Anyhow, yeah. My question. First of all, I cannot find your Facebook page of Ion Real Estate. The only one I find is your old station when you used to be at another station. You can't. I found your Dottie Herman, now. but that's about it. I will look into it because I usually find it, but I will look into it and I will answer that next week for sure. That's not the question I really called about, but I just wanted to bring that up. Um, I thank you for that. Can I make a quick comment about the hemp? Uh, I mean, the, the recreational, they're going to have to put into effect whatever's going to happen with people under the influence when they're driving going to have more accidents and you know all that kind of stuff and it's going to cost the city a lot more because of that of all the accidents and all, all those and probably medical insurance and whatever well i know but, i mean i don't i don't know that they have a they better make sure to somewhere. give the city some of that money more than their shit more, more than they're going to give them because yeah. we're going to have to take, take care of all that the other i don't i'm not against recreation i'm just saying that um, that's the only thing they have to remember um my question is is it a good idea for me to try to find is it possible to find a real estate agent who's also a lawyer so i don't have to have two separate people do you advise that or Certainly is there such not, a thing that's just my opinion but um steve i mean you i you know, I don't want, I'll let Stephen answer that, but I, sure. I'm in a co-op, yeah, so no, I really the, want that. The first of all, yeah, so, th so thank you so much for calling in, um, and, and there are two points. So one, anyone who is acting as your real estate agent, as well as your lawyer in the same transaction, you should completely run in the other direction. And for no, I wanted to look reasons, for somebody one, like that. I wasn't, I don't have somebody like that. Them. Why? So, so let me explain. explain. So, so let me explain why. As your attorney, you have an ethical duty to have an undivided loyalty to you, and you cannot have other outside influences. And it's very clearly established in the state of New York that an attorney who acts as an attorney for you and a real estate, real estate broker or agent for you in the same transaction – now, it's an important point. It's in the same one. If they're acting in this dual capacity, it's actually mm -hmm. an ethical violation on the attorney because they're incentivized as a real estate agent, they'll be paid only at closing, and the attorney needs to give you uninfluenced advice. So anyone who's doing both roles as an attorney and a real estate agent in the same transaction, they're actually, it's a complete violation of the ethical rules as an attorney. Now, oh. there are people who are attorneys who may have a law practice and separately be a real estate agent and not mix the two. That, that is permissible. But, you know, what happens is if you have somebody who I think you're hiring to be an expert, you want them to focus in on that. 
you know, you look at someone like Dottie, you look at someone like Ace, you look at someone like myself, we all have very busy businesses. I don't know how somebody could really run two proper successful businesses, be an expert in both the law, deal with your contract, deal with clearing title, and also have the time to take you around and show you properties. Um, so, you know, maybe, maybe a couple, a wife and so, husband. So it's important to get an expert. <laughs> Pauline, let me just say this quick. Let me say this quick. First of all, if you're an attorney, um, you automatically have a real estate license unless you, but you're not, you can't employ people. And at Douglas Elliman, I, you know, off the top of my head, I can't remember exactly how many, but there's a lot of people that have law degrees that never went into being, you know, that know, that have a good legal background, but are not practicing law attorneys. So in my opinion, if you're stuck on that, I, you know, you might want to find a broker uh, that has a law background that went to law school, but is practicing real estate. What I think Steve's uh-huh. saying is you don't, you, you don't want to find to try to save money. Somebody, I don't, we wouldn't even allow it. I, 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 I don't know. You know, I, we wouldn't even I might have somebody it, just it, buying it, my it, apartment exactly, without a broker. Exactly. So I mean, Pauline, Pauline, just, yeah. so, just so we're clear on this, that is absolutely right. If somebody has a legal education and has decided to change their career to being mm-hmm. a real estate broker, that's totally fine. And as a licensed attorney, you're allowed to broker deals if you're not the real estate lawyer on the deal. However, you do need to separately get a broke, a separate license from the Department of State if you employ agents. But again, you want to go to an expert. You go to a bank. Yeah, I'm looking for a co-op. I mean, a co-op a lawyer expert. Is are you the one who's the co-op lawyer expert? You need someone who has the expertise. I mean, expert is maybe a, a loaded word. You need someone who has the experience and the competence to do your transaction. Right, but I'm looking for, for somebody who specifically co-op that knows co-ops. Co-ops, because I have to choose. with co-ops. Don't even go there. Okay, listen. Co-ops are uh, really Easier. hard to get into. Number one, let me just give you some quick suggestions. Don't, you you need to first use a real estate broker that is equipped to know co-ops. And by the way, I'm from Long Island. So when I first came to be the CEO of Douglas Elliman, which was 20 something years ago, I didn't know about co-ops because they really weren't that big on Long Island. If that's an expertise, you want to find a, a, a broker that is, 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 is really knows co-ops and knows the boards and knows what you need to get in. And I think all she's saving is that you don't want a jack of all trades, okay? You want, okay. and you want an attorney that is just going to represent your legal interests, okay? Not going to nego- and not all attorneys, but you know, and not, you know, not. And then when you're negotiating with the seller's attorney and the buyer's attorney, it can get very uh, iffy. Okay. Look, you have to do what you want, but I don't know of anybody. Um, I and there probably is, but I don't know of anybody uh, that goes in that dual role, okay? Um, you, you, you can't. I mean, bottom line is anyone who does it is it, 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 not being a professional, not doing their job. It is black and white clear for years. It is an ethical violation for an attorney to represent a buyer as their attorney and as their real estate agent and get a commission in the same transaction. It is not allowed under the attorney ethics rules in New York. Black and, and white. So anyone who's doing that it is, it is violating their professional oath and you shouldn't work with them.
Yeah, you wouldn't want to work with anyone. But you know, if you want, you just leave me your email. I could send you an agents that are had the legal background that were attorneys that you know never practiced being but finished law school, and will represent you as a you know in, in the real estate transaction. But I would definitely you you know. And you, it's unethical. So what, if you use somebody that's doing something uh, something unethical, they might do something unethical to you too. So I would definitely advise against it. But that's just my advice. Of, I don't think you'll find many people doing that. But let us know if you need any further help. And have a, uh, have a, a good weekend. I'm, I'm so Mr. We have a break. But I promise you, I'll take your question right after the break. Um, and we're going to continue talking about what's going on in the real estate world, okay? And the finance world, and legal. I mean, I love this career. It's so Hi, it's Joe Piscopo. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been supporting America's frontline heroes since 9-11 when so many people lost their lives while saving others. This year is the foundation's 20th year of honoring and supporting our nation's greatest heroes and their families thanks to the support of generous people like you. When a first responder or military service member does not come home and young children are left behind, Tunnel to Towers pays off their mortgage to lift the financial burden and bring their family stability. For catastrophically injured veterans and first responders, Tunnel to Towers builds mortgage-free smart homes, enabling our country's most severely injured patriots to live more independent lives. Help Tunnel to Towers to do good. Mark the 20th anniversary of 9-11 by donating $11 a month at t2t.org that's t the number two t.org thank you for your support the trucking industry finally has a voice in new york city get the real deal on transportation and logistics tune in for new york truck stop radio with arthur and zach miller this saturday afternoon at two on am 970 the answer This is Dennis Prager, along with my fellow host, Mike Gallagher. We both want to invite you to join us for a trip of a lifetime to the Holy Land this October 27th to November 5th. I've been all over the world, but I can never get enough of the great state of Israel. You will be amazed and inspired in your faith. Dennis and I have planned every detail, minute by minute, of this trip to make sure you have the best experience possible. We're confident by October our trip will be safe, especially because Israel is the leading country in the world in COVID vaccinations. Join us as we sail on the Sea of Galilee in boats that are replicas of the ones Jesus sailed in with his disciples. Walk the steps of the old city of Jerusalem and join us for a Shabbat service that will reenact the old traditions. It's something you'll never forget. Go to StandWithIsraelTour.com to reserve your spot or call 855-565-5519. That's StandWithIsraelTour.com. Aren't you ready to travel again? We are. So come join us. Three times a double-digit seed, three times to the Sweet 16. Tonight, the Orange look to shut down a Houston team that's lost just three times this year. It's a 9.55 tip-off tonight on AM 970, The Answer. New York's home for Syracuse University basketball. 
Have you ever had a legal question about elder law or state law? Every Wednesday night during Kevin McCullough's show, you'll hear from Mike Connors himself of Connors & Sullivan, Attorneys at Law, answering real listener questions. Simply email that question to askmikeconnors at gmail.com or call Mike's office at 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500. And don't forget to tune in to Ask the Lawyer with Mike Connors Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. on AM 970, The Answer, and Saturday mornings at 8 a.m. on AM 570 The Mission. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or radio.com. I'm Valerie Smaldone. I have a show that gives you a break from politics because it's something completely different. It's Bagels and Broadway, and there's Sundays at 2. On this week's show, you'll find out about the vibrant outdoor Bronx night market, promoting food, small business, and community. Also, hear from Broadway performer Jessica Hendy as she talks about her new one-woman play. And writer Gary Morgenstein, author of the new video series Joyland, joins me. Valerie Smaldone, Bagels and Broadway, Sunday at 2. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back, and I just want to remind you that after the 11 o'clock news, uh, we have Brock Pierce, who's a 37-year-old, enlisted as the number 9 Forbes first ever list of cryptocurrency wealthiest people. He's a genius. I don't even want to go through all of his accolades. But on top of that, he gives all of his money. He's a billionaire and he gives all of his money back uh, because he feels he'll just keep on making it. And uh, he's 37 years old. And you're going to want to listen to him and learn a little about cryptocurrency. Can't um, wait for him to come on, Dottie. I know, I know. He's kind of, like, he's unique. You just have to, you'll love him. But anyhow, <laughs> while we were on legal stuff, and again, as Stephen said, I mean, you know, if somebody's going to do something illegal in their profession, I wouldn't want to use them as uh, my uh, person. And I, but I have another legal question. Um, actually, I think it's the law now, but New York City, Steve, has laws against short-term stays and, um, I think that they consider a short-term stay something that's less than 30 days um, unless the owner or the the leasehold owner is present during the stay. So you could have somebody more than 30 days, but you have to be there. You can't not be there. And uh, for the, okay. And now they're extending that to one and two family homes. So, um, and I'm, I'm looking at this and it's saying that the fines can be 10,000 up to 10, potentially a hundred thousand dollars so you know yeah if you're trying to compare you know compete with airbnb give us the lowdown that that affects people in one you know does that that affects regular homeowners that might have a legal two family or something sure so so let sure yeah let me give a little background it's been the law exactly right that they did not want to confuse residential with transient housing as we call it so that's the and that's in the New York City zoning resolution. The plus or minus thirty days is exactly the cutoff between a residential abode and transient housing housing, meaning a hotel stay versus renting uh in, in some residential property, house, condo, co op. Now, one quick side note, a lot of condos and co ops have 
more stringent rules on the law where they say leases must be a year or so forth, but that's really a building rule. It's an overlay law. It's not the actual law of the land. Um, and, and then what happened is this really was not an area of interest until Airbnb and similar uh, platforms came about. And now what's happened is there is a concern, there is a pushback by the hotel industry, this, and this goes back for a number of years now, where you know people are engaging in this, and where it really came to a head was you had people who would do it as a business, right? The uh, you know there's one model of Airbnb where somebody lives in the city maybe for nine months out of the year, and they use the other three months as a way to generate some revenue on their primary residence, while them doing that in short-term stays was illegal. It was something where New York City wasn't really focused in on it. Then you had a group of investors who might buy 15, 20 apartments and then run their business through Airbnb. And that was the component of the market that New York City got very serious and was cracking down on. Um, and that's where you were seeing a lot of fights back and forth. Now with this change, they're really taking that model and extending it further. But the law has always been that under 30 days is considered transient housing, hotels or extended stay hotels, things like that. Um, not, not what residential housing was meant to be. And there's a lot of, you know. You. I mm -hmm. have a question for you. I live in a, a, a building that's a, partially a hotel, yeah, part of it's a hotel and part of it are condos. So, a lot of people that have condos are um, not, they don't even live here. They're, they're, they live someplace else and it's kind of a piano for them. So if somebody wanted to rent, you know, and, and, you know, rent that out, like, you know, for a month, let's say, but they're not here, they don't live in the place, but the place is managed because it's a hotel. Do, do you have any idea how that would work? Sure. Yeah, you picked on um, the most sophisticated, interesting example you could have. You picked a great one, like what we call well, the condo you. hotel, condo hotel. <laughs> you know, it, it's really, it's such a unique product that's there. And it's something you only see really in a few major cities. Um, and it's, it's really interesting. So there, there's a couple of ways in which they can design it. Sometimes I've seen towers where it's split, where they'll say, if it's a 30 story building, 20, 20 floors operate like a hotel and 10 hop operates like true condos. Maybe they're separate elevators and entrances, or maybe in this condo hotel, it's truly a hotel in the whole place. So there's a few different examples, but let me start with the last one where basically you own a piece of the hotel with your condo unit, but it's still this condo hotel, as they call it. What happens is when you buy one of those interests, you're actually legally limited as to how many days you're allowed to stay in your own apartment. And you have to pay extra and there's a whole booking system and everything if you want to stay longer. So, um, and, and you have to Wait, fall again? within their system. If you Depending buy- upon, You could actually buy a condo unit, own it, but legally as part of that deal, you can only stay there a limited number of days a year. And if you want to stay there for more days, you actually have to book a reservation like you're booking a hotel room. Yeah, that's um, some, that, there's some like that. I don't happen to live in one like that. I mean, I've lived in it for a lot of years, so you can live there as long as you want. I just... Right, uh, so they... 
Right, so there's one version like that. Lenient on rentals. <laughs> they seem like there was a whole controversy. I'll tell you what happened. There was a whole controversy, and I will, where people that really don't live there wanted to rent it out, and some of them rented it out for a month or something, and the and the the building said no. You know, you can't have it only a month. Uh, and then they said, well, it's our condo and you don't have rules in there about that. Because in, in a lot of, you know, when I tell you, you read the rules of the building you're moving into, a lot of buildings, even in New York, even in Florida, will say you can rent your apartment out uh, every three years for one week. You know, they'll have something specific. So if there is nothing specific in there, does it become tricky or what? Well, yeah, you definitely got to know and read the rules beforehand. And this is where I will say one other thing about Florida versus New York, because Florida residential transactions are very title company driven. Um, New York is very attorney driven. So right. you really have, you don't have the same level of due diligence on what life will be like once you own it, right? In Florida, it's mainly focused on, do you have free and clear title, free and clear ownership? And that part was done. The mechanics were done properly. But no one's going back and say, hey, Dottie, did you read the rules and see that you can only rent it out for this amount or that? You don't really see that much happening for clients in Florida, while New York is very different. Um, you got to look at the building rules. And this is really a subspecialty area, these kind of tells. And a lot of banks really don't like lending in these buildings because it can be very confusing because the revenues for the building can swing wildly. Like, think about it. The condo could be reliant on, and the owners could be reliant on revenue from hotel guests and what happened in the last year. It could be, there's a lot of wild swings. So it's a very interesting area and you got to really know what you're getting yourself into. Um, and it depends what part of the building you're in. Some people could be in the hotel part in which they own a unit and they get a revenue share based on booking. And again, you got to be very careful on that because you have the official rate, but a lot of times, and I'm sure everyone's traveled where you got discounted packages, so you got to be careful what the real revenue is that you're going to make off your investment. And in those cases, you have a limited number of days you can stay. But other times, like in your case, you have a different half of the tower in which you truly own a condo unit, like a regular condo unit, where you're allowed to enjoy the hotel amenities. And there are different, there could be different rules, there typically are different rules. For those units and a lot of times that works like a standalone condo in which the condo has a right of first refusal and many times requires leases to be at least a one-year term which are more stringent than the new york city law like you pointed out which is a 30-day minimum under new york city law but again yeah. buildings can have more stringent rules well just let me stress to the get to the point that if you're doing something like that you really need to Bring it to an attorney and really know what you're getting into. I don't believe mine has any rules. Um, and also, uh, this is an opinion, but if you go back to when we had the uh, housing crisis in, I guess, 2007, 2008, a lot of, you know, a lot of the buildings in New York, although they seem really tough on how much you can rent, what they don't want to happen is for a building to have all people who buy it, buy it as investments and becomes very transient. Um, and when we had the housing crash, New York didn't do so, New York did fine because people lived there. 
But when in Florida at the time, and I think they're changing their laws now, but at the time, you know, a building could be all investors. So if a building pre-construction uh, had investors all put, you know, a few dollars down and we're going to wait till it be built, when the market crashed and they didn't think they could get their money, they just walked. And then there'd be like maybe two people left in the building that were really there. So um, when you're buying a co-op or condo or anything, I know it sounds sometimes simple and, you know, you think, oh, you know, this is not so hard. It's just like they say real estate is easy. I'll just show them a couple of places and they'll buy one. It's very complicated. And if you're living in a building of multiple people or you really want to know what the building allows and what it doesn't. We've had many callers call up and they can't even have their children live there alone. And I think I told you with Madonna and I think she went through two lawsuits with New York City. And, you know, she was being reasonable. She's uh, traveling all the time. She lives, I believe, in London. And she wanted to let her child, her adult, one of her adult children, live in her place in New York City. And they wouldn't because she wasn't there. And it was written in the condo laws. And she sued them. She lost. Because it was plain and simple that you can't have people there more than 30 days unless you are there even if it was your child. So just make sure that you know what you're reading and what you're purchasing and what your rights are uh, when you're living in a building of multiple people. Uh, you know, even air Absolutely. Rights. I mean, Absolutely. I'm just saying this quickly because it happened to me. I, I bought a floor that had a nice view and, you know, somebody right across the street from me, one of my uh, builder friends, who I don't want to call him a friend anymore, built so high that he built high, he blocked all my views, which I paid for. And I used to say to him, I won't say his name, I'm throwing darts that you go out of business. I said, because I don't want you to finish that building. But of course he did. So also know if you're buying a building in the city and you're paying for a view and there happens, you should find out. And that's another subject for another day. You should find out about what the buildings around have as far as rights. Can they build up? Um, it wouldn't matter so much if you're on a low floor, but if you're on a higher floor, um, I, I think it, it, it could make a big difference. I don't know how much and, and, time. And that, I just want to mention one very other quick thing, and this sort of tied back in with the discussion we had about cannabis earlier. It's about just talking about rights and what could move in. You know, it's interesting. A lot of some buildings and a lot of landlords, there might be covenants and other commercial leases that they don't allow certain business types. And it's interesting, you know, if you have a certain, and so we talked about maybe the possible proliferation of these types of businesses, but it's a very interesting conversation where a lot of retail spaces are owned by condos and co-ops in Manhattan. And so it's interesting, again, how buildings may very much have an overlay of what is maybe legally permissible but may have stricter rules to make sure it is the type of establishments that they want to have in their building and the kind of traffic because there's a revenue side as you discussed and without even getting into some of the other social elements of it, there's a lot of very tough legal questions because it's still, marijuana is still not legal on the federal level because it hasn't been enforced which is different. And Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A.